Hello Mzanzi and welcome to episode 201 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host Donumdu. Now stir-fried, boiled, steamed or even raw, broccoli is said to be one of the most nutritious vegetables and this week we chat to farmer Yasis Chiakodi, the operations director at Elysian Fields. It's great to have you here with us and I'm so happy to be picking your brain Yasis. Now maybe you can start with a bit of background of how broccoli is grown and the timelines in terms of harvesting and planting. Broccoli is a, a winter crop for us. We plant it during the winter season. We buy the seedlings from a seedlings supplier. So we get them when they're like 30 days to 45 days old. And then we put them in the ground before it gets too cold. We'd like to phase our planting as well. Out of the kind of six hectares that we normally plant, we plant every two weeks in a two-week cycle to fill up that space. The timeline to harvest is about 90 days to 120 days, depending on various things. The specification or type of broccoli plant that you use, how much watering, how much kind of sunlight it gets. For us, we've got shade nets. That's around four hectares of shade net. And under there, the broccoli does really, really well. What is the ideal climate to grow broccoli? And are there any specific regions that one has to be in and the best climate to farm with the specific crop? So just to reiterate, I'm not the expert on broccoli. I've just grown it a couple of seasons and it comes out really well. The ideal climate, I would think, is in a cool climate. What I know of it is a winter crop and it does well there. But I guess in cooler climates, you could probably push it through to around half the summer season, kind of spring season as well. Any tips you have on soil requirements and how capital intensive is it? So in terms of soil, the pH that we kind of try to achieve is it's slightly acidic between 6 and 7 pH. Um, our fertilizer program that we use is a bio or organic kind of fertilizer program. And we concentrate on building the soil. So we use organic compost, we use bio products, and that really gives us a good yield. And it takes care of kind of the next season with crop rotation, etc. Let's talk about water requirements. How does the irrigation system work for the specific crop? So with irrigation, the way we've done it is with drip irrigation. In some of the shade nets, we've got overhead sprinklers, and that also does really well. We used to have a fertigation system that we used as well. It doesn't need too much water, and we've kind of over-experienced, learned exactly how, how much water the crop needs per season kind of thing. And then we always have to talk about pests and diseases. What should farmers look out for? So the pests that we had one season was aphid, which we dealt with very, very quickly. As it starts, you have to kind of isolate that section or that plant and destroy the plant carefully so it doesn't spread. They're very, very difficult to manage once they get kind of out of hand. So, yeah, the first few years were learning years, but in the last three or four seasons, we haven't had aphids at all because of our pest management programs. We had a little bit of white flies as well, and that also we managed. But generally, it's quite a hardy crop, quite a strong crop. You have to be patient. It just takes time to grow. Sometimes the plant and the leaves look so luscious and so good and you're just waiting for the head to form. And it suddenly forms and then within almost two weeks, it gets to a nice like hand-held size, a nice round head forms. So you have to watch the crop constantly. With regards to harvesting, it's pretty simple. We use sharp knives and we harvest into buckets and then transfer it into bins or crates. It's much less complex than other crops like beans, for example. And like I said, it's quite hardy. It doesn't get as damaged as green peppers, for example. So handling is much easier. The only thing that we struggled with is you just have to be patient with it until it grows out. 
So when you're doing a winter crop, what I would advise is to do maybe two or even three different types of crops. Also, depending on markets, on pricing, have a backup plan in case something happens to your crop, something you have backup of other vegetables to send to market or to buyers. The challenges I would say for new farmers is the waiting period. So it's almost 90 days to almost 120 days, sometimes depending since you put it in the ground to get to harvest. So those couple of months, those three or four months, you're waiting for cash flow. Your labor will go down, but not getting cash flow. So a phased approach is always good if you can start like almost pre-season and have kind of rolling stock coming through. That would be a good approach and also crop variety. So change changed up, have crops that can transition through summer through to winter kind of thing. But just again, the caveat is that I'm not the expert for broccoli, but it's a lovely crop to grow and it does well in the market if your quality is good and you have good market agents. Obviously, the best price is to get accredited and be able to sell direct or even export. That would increase your kind of cash flow and exposure in the farming environment. And then my last and final question is around, you know, advice just for anyone who's interested to farm with broccoli. My advice to new farmers going to broccoli is go for it. It's a a great crop to grow. It's easy to get right if you get the right variety. You need to manage your pests, definitely. Soil management is always important and you have to do constant scoping. So walk through the fields a lot and as the heads are forming, you kind of know which sections or which areas you're going to focus on harvesting first. It'll obviously be according to your planting plan and pay attention to quality when you're packaging. We also had to learn the hard way. The packaging people learned how to present the punnets in the best way and when you put them into boxes, etc. And I strongly advise picking basically any crop is to be done early hours of the morning, very, very early while it's still cool and fresh and to get your product out to the market or put it into refrigerated cooling as soon as you can. And that just prolongs the life. So again, there were a lot of lessons learned from the first time we planted. I think the first time we went and planted in two plantings. So we did a massive amount and then we didn't plan kind of a a phased approach. So we had to harvest all of it, almost all at once. And then we flooded the market and we lost a lot of money that way. Another thing with marketing the crop is the packaging. So that's also a cost and additional labor. We normally do it in punnets and we wrap the punnets with kind of a cling wrap, glad wrap type of material. And you need those heaters that cut off the plastic rolls into the length you need when you're doing the punnet wrapping. Some experiences we had was as we're doing that and as it heats up during the day, the broccoli starts sweating and then moisture condensates on on the inside of the wrapping and then it drips down onto the broccoli again and has detrimental effects, so it starts rotting. The way we do it is we pick really, really early in the morning. We get all the broccoli into the pack house and we allow it to kind of breathe. And then we start with the packaging phase and we make sure we send it out to the market the same day. That's our process. So at the market or whoever buys, they put it into refrigeration and the crop lasts longer. Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track Yasses, Operations Director at Legion Fields. All the best with your work ahead and keep on doing what you do best. For more on this topic, go to www.foodformzanzi.co.za. Next up, and before we let you go, we celebrate this week's hashtag soil sister, Sinokutle Mbuyazi. She talks more about her journey getting into agriculture and more about life on the farm. I'm from Duba Duba. It's in North KwaZulu-Natal, also based in Perimaritzburg. But in terms of farming, I am in Duba Duba. 
I grew up in Jubatuba and later for my high school years, I moved to Peter Maritzburg where I've completed my high school life and been studying transportation management. It's corresponding at UJ and I've been doing short courses there. Firstly, I've never worked for anybody. I've never had a payslip. So I've been that girl who's always hustling. My mom was a food scientist. She worked for the Department of Agriculture. When there's short courses, she makes sure I also attend in my spare time. Eventually, I was interested. So I started with farming piggery back in 2015. I did another course in animal production, specializing in piggery. I remember two weeks after the training, I made sure I started my own business. The piggery, I did that for about two years. And because of land issues to move from where I was, I had to sell all the pigs that I had. I remember I had about 80 pigs, different dude was boars, sows, piglets. I had to sell everything, which was something that was so painful in my life. In 2017, I left the piggery industry, which is something I really loved. And then I entered into the property business. Later on, I started in the logistics, which is something I've studied for, but I only went back into logistics in 2019. In 2020, my dad asked me to join him in his farm. So he owns the sugarcane farm. So he asked me to be part of it and I moved to stay with him for me to understand the sugarcane farm. So the sugarcane farm is a family business, which is now run by my brother and I. Thank you so much for being here with us on Farmers Inside Tracks in Ukutle. You can, of course, read more about her farming business and journey in this dynamic space on www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap from me, Do Numdu, our producer, Megan van der Fendt. And the rest of the awesome Food from Zanzi team. Have a great week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food from Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.